0: Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Huting, back with Christian Conway, my co host. I have
1: my Santa hat on and ready for the holidays.
0: Can I sing any Christmas songs on this, or do we have to pay?
1: I mean, I think we get a five second grace period, so, you know, if you're going to do it, just, you know, slam it in pretty quick.
0: Fala. Okay, so we are going over all things LA Galaxy. Thank you all for tuning in and listening this far. Uh, We've got the forwards today and roster decisions. A lot's been happening in this last week. So, yeah, you want to kick us off? Yeah,
1: Christian? I mean, how inconvenient! Than- how inconvenient of them to do it at a point when we have we're already in the middle of a, of of the review. But of course, as we know, uh, the galaxy moved on from Jonathan Dos Santos. Uh, Dennis DeClosa will be taking his position with Feyenoord in the Netherlands um, in in January. Um, they uh, did not exercise contract options on Eric Lopez, Victor Vasquez, and Ethan Zubak. Um, they also um, nikohama Nico and return to Queen's Park Rangers um and then Justin volmsteeg as well will not be returning the others that will not be returning are kai Karenyuk, uh, Augie uh, Williams Daniel Costa and O'Neal Fisher um so uh, there is um I, I think some of these we kind of expected right you know like I think when we we discussed when we we went over the midfield you know Jonathan dos Santos leaving was something that we very much were kind of expecting um but I I, you know and then obviously Hummeline on loan maybe Queens Park Rangers see something there that you know they're 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 interested in bringing him back um I was I'm a bit surprised that they moved on from from Ethan Zuback obviously there are discussions that can occur that can bring him back but you know it it has seemed that they've been very much attached to him um you know Justin Baumstieg I think had a lot of promise but he never was never really going to get a shot considering they brought in Klinsman and then and Jonathan Pond um, but so a lot of these kind of are, yeah, I get it. Um, but yeah, the, this is kind of what we expected to happen that, you know, in a rebuilding year, they were going to clear house pretty aggressively in the off season. And, and they've kind of done that. now you look at the, you know, the players under contract currently, um, there are some players that I think all of us are looking at kind of saying, eh, don't know why he's here. Um, I think, you know, Giancarlo Gonzalez, I think it would have been a very good opportunity for us to move on from him. Um, you know, Kevin Cabral, obviously, you, you paid a ton of money for that contract, but like it, it hasn't worked out. And maybe the, the plan is at least one more year. Um, they are trying to get a deal done for Sasha. Um, I hope that's going to be a good deal um, in terms of just the sense that of Sasha's age. Same with Victor Vasquez. Um, so. The Galaxy are in a position where they have a lot to play with. I mean, if you think about it, right? Like, I mean, you know, they have a designated player spot. It's going to be very fascinating where they go with that. And I think this is this is kind of, a lot of this is what we expected. Um, but I do think, uh, you know, it does open some very interesting questions for the Galaxy moving forward.
0: Um, I don't know if you've heard, uh, the rumors are LeJet's going to be moving on to Sporting Kansas City.
1: Which would make sense, I think. You know, he'd he'd fit in that framework very well. You know, thinking about Peter Vermees's teams, um, you know, it's just it's a it's a style of play that really suits what lejet does. And and I, I look at, at, at the way Vanny plays, and you know, I, I, I said in our midfield uh, review that I said you know, is, is the perfect Vanny player. I, I do think the way that Vanny's constructing this midfield, I don't see a lot for lejet in his future. And if they can get a lot for him, then it does make a kind of ton of sense to move him on, um, because you know he he is an he's an upper level uh, an upper level TAM player. You can really open up the budget. You have a designated player spot to play with, um, and and I think you and I can both make the argument that you know this wasn't Vanny's team when he took over, right? And maybe this is Vanny saying, I need to build my team and. You know, would I like to keep LeJet? I, I would. I, I feel like I take crazy pills every single time I say this, but I think LeJet is one of the best midfielders the Galaxy have ever had. Um but I do understand if you know SKC comes asking and gives you a king ransom king's ransom for him, well then make the move. You know, like it, it 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 is going to be difficult, and he's a Southern California boy. He's very much you know in the framework of the galaxy and he loves this team, but and it's clear, you know, you see it in his posting and whatever. Um, but I do think, you know, maybe just the way the relationship has kind of stagnated over the past, you know, year, two years, maybe it is time to move on from LeJet. But I would hope the Galaxy go out and basically demand everything out of Spring Kansas City. Now, the rumor I've heard is that they're looking for Elias Sanchez to be the replacement for Jonathan Santos, which would make sense then if you're going to do a player swap where you, you, you send LeJet to SKC, you get Sanchez out of. Out of SKC, I don't know necessarily if that is a a good trade because Ilias Sanchez has taken a couple steps back over the past couple of years. But when he was in his prime, he was one of the best defensive midfielders in the league. I mean, he was up there with Ozzy Alonso, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so, you know, th- th- that is an option. Um, but I do think, you know, just kind of bringing this back globally, I do think a lot of what you what you saw in these moves were trying to add flexibility to a team that, you know, with a general manager gone, with its club captain leaving, arguably its most talismanic player, you know, th- there there needs to be some level of flexibility, and I think they've, they've, they've done a good job of achieving that.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, are we ready to review the forwards?
1: Um, I, I, I think so. I, you know, I, think it,
0: <laughs> uh, I know we have all kinds of feelings, uh, but it is sort of a wait-and-see you know, Actually, uh come. Let me, I mean, it feels like it's happening all, uh, a lot earlier, like we were saying, but you know, we already know that the home opener is going to be February 28th. And at least we open at home.
1: Let me at least um, eulogize one player that, that is moving on um, because I do want to talk about Jonathan Dos Santos in yeah. a way that is incredibly r- r- uh, reverous. Um I think, and I hope he goes down as one of the greatest galaxy players of all time. I mean, It was clear he loved this club he you know i don't think he took the decision lightly and and the the talk is that he wants to be closer to his family um the sense i've always gotten with jonathan is that he's very close with you know his brother and and his family and and losing his father was a was a very big deal um so i can understand that that want um but you know i've just the, the elegance with which when Jonathan and, and we could talk about this season and this season with Jonathan DeSantis was a little brutal because it was clear that he had lost a step, it was clear that he was dealing with injuries, it was clear that you know, I don't know if disinterested is the right word, but he just clearly didn't want to be there anymore, and that happens. You know, it, it we've seen it with players all throughout the world. Um, but when he was on, I mean. It was just this level of elegance through the midfield that I just—it it was so amazing to see, and the way that you know he understood how to pace the game was so good. And it just—I I, I have nothing but the highest admiration for him. Um, and also, I mean, he provided one of my favorite Galaxy moments of all time, which was his goal against Minnesota in the playoffs in 2019. Um, you know that that's up that's up there in my in my top five Galaxy moments of all time. Um, but it's just the way that he. He commanded games, and the way that he was able to to run the midfield in such just an elegant, languid kind of way, um, I, I just, I, I'm i going to miss him significantly. And I understand why they made this decision and why Jonathan made this decision. I get it. Um, but it doesn't mean I have to be okay with it. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I I'm, he's going to be a, a very big mess uh, over the next couple of seasons.
0: Yeah, um... After everything that happened with his brother and how he stepped up and, you know, he def- definitely deserved the captain's armband and, you know, when when the Galaxy, as they continued to struggle and miss playoffs, uh, you, you, and besides his injuries, obviously, which he had no control over, um, yeah, he, he was there, he was the heart, he was the passion still for the Galaxy, and he would step up against LAFC and really show that pride for the crest. And I, yeah, I'm going to miss him, too. Getting a little misty over here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All, All right, way. well, let's let's get a little less misty and talk about the forward line.
0: Yes, well, are we going to get less misty about it? Because our forward line didn't do as well as we'd hoped, and I even said, you know what, let's, let's uh, start from the bottom and work our way back up. Uh, to me, the bottom, look, I don't mean to keep jabbing at Zubak. Uh, you know, he did what he could in the position that he was given, and I get it. And, you know, I mean, there were there were times definitely where we were just like, just bring Zubak on. Like, this team is sterling. Um, yeah, but it just, you know, he just never really quite fit that star power that we were looking for at the front.
1: I, I do think part of the problem, the, the Zubak m- equation is you know, he's behind Chicharito, right? Like, he's he's theoretically the direct replacement for Chicharito. And I think, you know, maybe in another system it makes a ton of sense. But, I mean, you look at, you know, 15 shots, one goal. Like, I mean, you know, it, it just, it, it never worked. And, it and, you know, I, I feel for him because it's clear that, you know, when he scored that one goal, you know, you could see just the, the relief and the joy and the, you know, finally the monkey's off my back. But he never really got going after that. Um, and I, I, I do think, you know, He's not as mobile as I think. Um, Vanny likes his forwards to be. I think he's a little bit of an outdated player in today's game. He's much more of a traditional number nine. He needs reliable service. Um, he doesn't really provide a lot in the, in the link of play. And I think that just you know he's a little bit of anachronistic player in a modern style of play where you have to press all the time. You have to be involved in every single part of phase of play. I I just I just don't think it ever was going to work. Um, and, and, and that does happen to, to players. Um, and, and that's not, you know, a slight at him. It's just the way that his game is, is, has been built. And, and, you know, that, that is what it is, you know, and I, I think, you know, obviously he's out of contract, uh, for next year. And, and, and I think, you know, there's going to be a couple of USL clubs, um, namely, you know, I, I'd say Orange County is going to look pretty heavily because I think, you know, they, they, they could add a little bit at, at, at striker, even, even if they won the USL championship, um, and I do think San Diego is going to take a pretty significant look if he's available. Um, I do think the USL is a little bit closer to his level. Um, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with admitting that. Um, but, you know, I, I just I, I just think Ethan Zubak, you know, they, they, they tried that experiment for two years. It didn't really work. Um, and, you know, it, it's time to move on, you know. And and I think, yeah. And, and just, you know, when they brought in jo- Jovo I thought that was a pretty clear sign that, you know, they have every intention of moving on from Zubak. Um, and and getting younger, getting a little bit more fit, a little bit faster. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, I just think Zubak was just never a perfect fit for this team.
0: Since you mentioned um, Jovalich, I'm going to go ahead and, and talk about him here because um, I get that his position is very similar to Chicharito's and I as much as I'm still dying to see Chicharito and uh, Jovolych up top, I also understand why Vanny didn't put them there um, you know you're talking about this depth that this galaxy team is developing that that would make sense, right? Um, I mean he's only 22 years old. there's there's still time uh, for him to you know really keep keep doing it for the galaxy because we've already seen just a few appearances um, that he's had compared to you know the other guys uh, that we're gonna talk about. Um, he's got two goals. Uh, he's got two assists. I, it's not even about potential. It's just a matter of like fitting fitting him in on the chessboard.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's that's a very fair way of looking at it. And I and I do think you know I I railed against if you go back and, and listen to older episodes of this podcast, I did rail against Vanny's deployment of Yovlitch because I, I you know you go to Eintracht Frankfurt, which is a, a decently respected club in the Bundesliga. I mean, they're not you know obviously they're not Bayern or Dortmund, but they are a you know a Bundesliga staple. Um and you, you you spend a fair amount of money to bring him in. You know, like you you, you invested a lot in him. Um and I do think, you know, the, the whole interesting thing about this galaxy and, and this galaxy team, and we'll talk about it next week when we kind of do our, our, our recap during the during the Simplies, um, is that you know they they put a lot of bets on a lot of young players. And you're not always gonna bat, you know, a hundred percent. That's just it's the reality of of youth of youth talent. You know, there's there's certain teams where you know, just every single time they sign a youth player, it always works. I mean, you look at Dortmund, for example. Um, and and you know, we're going to get on that topic when we talk about Cabral. But um, I I do think you know if, if you went out and invested that much money and invested that much you know time and effort into finding Yovelich and getting him over here, I would have expected a little bit more this season. I do think you know obviously he came in halfway through the season. We can't really you know make a value judgment on only 14 games. Um, I think that's really not fair to him, and it's not serviceable to anyone but you know i I agree with you that i would have loved to see him with chicharito a couple more times um i do think they operate in the same space and i think vanning was trying to avoid crossing wires i get that um i do think he's primed for a pretty big year next year looking at his his underlying numbers i think you know there was just you know that galaxy team when he joined it was so dire at that point you know that that nine game winless skid um you know, then, then the Galaxy realizing they had to play with desperation. You know, he didn't look comfortable in that role, uh, which I can understand, you know, you're, it's a new country, and now all of a sudden your team is, is playing with such a level of desperation that, like, you have to immediately make an impact. I, I, he didn't really have a lot of time to grow into the Galaxy. Um, I, I do expect him to be more prominent next year. Um, I think that is the the way that things are trending. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I you know, two goals... You know, both against LAFC, you know that that famous performance. Um, but yeah, I, I just I'm 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 excited about his upside. I just would have liked to see a little bit more, you know, from both Vanny's utilization of him and his opportunities. But again, he didn't get a lot of very good opportunities.
0: Yeah, I think we're just like, super excited about him still because of uh, what we, he was able to pull against uh, LAFC. So um, yeah, uh, again, I don't really wanna see him go anywhere else either though.
1: Yeah, I mean but out of the yeah. for, I mean, out of the forward core, I think he's got the highest upside. Right. Like I think, you know Yeah based off based off what I saw, you know, kind of in watching clips of him in the French league and in and, and the Bundesliga, I'm like I can see where this can work. Like I get why they did this.
0: So Kevin Cabral, oh my gosh. Um I know why he gets a lot of hate, but personally I don't hate him that much. Um He's got five goals. He's got four assists. Um, to me, I understand the frustration, right? When he's in front of the net, like, there's just things that, like, you have to be able to capitalize and make those goals that he just hasn't. But the, the style of player that he is, the goals that he's made and things that he's been able to do, like, I, I understand – and and I see a lot of like how it how he can work and why Vanny continues to start him.
1: Yeah, I I with Cabral I, I think it's it's a couple of factors here, right? I think a lot of, a lot of us this season looked at Cabral and said, oh, he just needs to score two goals and he's going to just light it up, right? Like, because you can you can see it, right? When he's on the ball and he's moving the ball, like it it makes a ton of sense. Like, yes, this works. Like, this is good. Like. You know, taking on defenders one-on-one and just absolutely smoking fools. Like, yes! Like, and then he gets in front of net with, a, like, a 80% XG chance to score, and he completely biffs it. And you're just like, yeah. why? And, you know, I'll, I'll steal an old adage from my mom, um, which is that, you know, the difference between a Ford and a BMW is 5% of effort. And I do feel like Cabral just needs that 5% more, and it's going to make a ton of sense, right? Like, it's going to work um the other thing i think that that cabral and this is and this is something you know he's a young player and it's it's clear to me at least watching him that he's a feel player right that he's a guy that needs to be feeling it in order to be successful the problem is that he gets a lot of sick from fans because of the, because of his body language the way that he carries himself you know and I, and whether you think that's right or wrong in terms of how to judge a player that i'm not here to to debate those semantics i'm of the opinion that just if you're a field player, you're going to telegraph that, you know, through your body. And if you're not feeling it, yeah, you're going to look a little dejected. You're going to look a little sad. You're going to look a little annoyed. I get it. You know, like, I've, I've done that. You've probably done that. We've all done it, you know. So, I, I do, th- I, you know, Cabral, for me, is this fascinating, you know, they're not moving on from Cabral. We, we saw that. They offered him a five-year contract, and it was a very large contract. They're not moving on from him. That they have they have tied themselves to the mask with this one. I do you think there's a lot there? But again, it kind of almost comes to a similar situation that we had with Daniel Acosta a couple years ago, where it was like, we all looked at it and said, this is a really good signing if they can get his head on straight. And I think with Cabral, it's a question of, this is a very good signing if they can get his head on straight. Vaney didn't know how to talk to him last year, apparently. Because, you know, just, I thought when he started scoring, I was like, 10 goals, 10 assists, we got this. You know, like, everything's going to be okay. They need him to be a 10-goal, 10-assist guy, and preferably even more than 10 goals if they can get that to to work out.
0: Yeah, and I I understand the frustration that he's taking up a DP spot, you know?
1: Yeah, and and, and maybe that that frustration declines now that they have one to play with because Jonathan has moved on, Yeah, but he's got to be a 10-goal, 10-assist guy. Like, he just has to be, and I mean, 28 appearances, 24 starts, he's got to be a 10-goal, 10-assist guy, and... You know, with the amount of faith that this team has shown in him, he needs to start repaying that. And I, I, I've i been a very big Cabral fan. I've seen a lot that I'm like, yes, this makes a ton of sense, and yes, this works, but it's that last 10%, that last 5%, where I'm like, and I don't know if it's a, he needs to work on, on the training ground thing. I don't know if it's a, someone needs to get in his head, you know, they need to hire a sports psychologist to be like, hey, you know, like, you've got to improve this. I, I don't know what it is, and I don't know what's going to unlock him, because I thought, you know, just putting a couple in the back of the net was really going to get him going. But, you know, I think he he provides so much into that Galaxy attack. You know, um, I think back to that Dallas game where they scored three goals and, and you and I were, were texting each other, like, in the middle of the game, just being like, this, "This." I mean, they're so dynamic in possession and they're so engaging on the attack. And Cabral was leading the charge and was like, how is this not working? You know, like, how does, you know, how do the underlying numbers not like him? You know, yeah, everyone has a season where they just get a little snake bit in front of goal. I get it. You know, like we've dealt with it. <laughs> I mean, Chicharito last year, um, but you know, I, I do just think he needs it. Just needs to happen for him, considering how much the Galaxy have invested, and I'm concerned that you know the Galaxy have tied themselves into a position with, again, as as I was as I was saying with 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 Jovalich, you know, youth development's never 100% science, right? That everyone develops differently, and teams always get it wrong for certain players when it comes to youth development. You know, just... I, I, I have a friend who's a Barcelona fan, and we, and we were talking the other day, and I was thinking, how many misses has Barcelona had on youth development, right? Like, you talk about Ibrahim Afalai, injuries ruined that career. You know, you talk about Chagrinsky just never really worked at the top level. You know, like, you talk about a lot of players, you know, Grimaldo and... and um, uh, um, Sergio Roberto or not Sergio Roberto. Um, you know, but, but you know what I'm, what I'm getting at, right? Uh-huh. And, and yeah, maybe maybe they got it wrong with Cabral, but you know I do think there's something salvageable there. and I do think he can become a 10 goal tennis guy. They just have to figure out how to coax it out of him. And I think that's going to be the big question moving forward for this coaching staff is how do we convince Cabral to be a 10 goal tennisist guy and really supplement what Chicharrito does? I've seen yeah. it ninety percent of the way. I, that yeah. final ten percent is where Cabral's future lies. Yeah,
0: in, in a rebuilding year too. We, you know, it, the answer isn't to just keep kicking out players. You know what I mean? It's it's not going to work that way. Like I understand again, referring to a chessboard, you have these moving pieces, but on a chessboard, the the pieces are always set right, no matter what. So, I. Give give Cabral another season. Well, I mean, I'm not. I forgot to look up when his uh, contract was up. But just give it another season. I mean, I understand everybody's tired of, you know, being carried into the playoffs and like, and and you know, oh, you know, this isn't gonna work if we're gonna get a cup. I get it. Um, I still think we're we're a year or two off from getting a cup anyway, which is a whole other discussion. Um, but again, I just keep calling it a rebuild year.
1: Yeah, know? and I do think—I mean, Cabral's here for the next five years, like or okay. four years now. Um, They—they've tied themselves to this. Like, he is the project, and yeah. you know, so it, that
0: it is up to the coaching yeah, staff. This, this, and, and, this which is again, one of, i don't want to change that either because I know people call call for those changes, and I get it.
1: This is one of the great questions that Vanny has to answer: is you know, how do you get the most out of Kevin Cabral? And I think that it's it's. It's not a straightforward question and if you and I could have figured it out we'd be, be we'd be being paid a lot more than we are right now. So Right. <laughs> but I do think they can they can figure it out because there's there's so much underlying stuff I saw this season that I'm like there's no way you know it's just a question of figuring out how to make it work.
0: Samuel Sear, that man uh I can't praise him enough. For all the hard, hard work and how solid he has been uh, since since he's been here.
1: Yeah, we've gone through. I'm going to take a different tact than I took with Cabral because I I, I insist it. You know, I've, I've said a lot of times that in the system that Vanny's playing, in the system that Shiloto played, in the system that you know they, they they want to build here, your wingers need to be ten goal ten assist guys. They just have to be because it, it just it, the the way that everything works, right? I'm going to go a little bit different on Grand Sire, and I'm going to say I'm actually okay with, you know, looking at his numbers, 3-5. I'm not the most angry about that. And let me, let me explain why. Because I think in the system that they're building right now, Cabral is supposed to be the offensive winger in the system. He's supposed to be the guy that scores 10-10. You can have a defensive winger supplementing him, right? Like, you can have a guy that, you know, is all about work rate and, you know, all the stuff that we don't see on the stat sheet. That was Grand Sear this season. I mean, I think a lot of what made Grand Sear so good was nothing that you could see on a stat sheet. He was just, his work rate was incredible. I mean, I, you know, just up and down the field, just constantly defensive, engaged in defensive actions. Just always an, an option in the attack. I You know, he, I understand why they gave team MVP to Chicharito. I get it. I mean, it's partially because, you know, you spent a bunch of money on him and, you know, he scored 17 goals. Of course he's going to do that. Chicharito? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think if you pulled the team, you know, like, secretly, like if, you know, it was an invisible ballot, for example.
0: Or, you know, how we're having the simplies.
1: Yeah. I would think, you know, in terms of that team MVP award, you know, it's Chicharito's up there, obviously, and, and Sasha Klushen's up there, obviously, for his leadership. But I think Granzer sneaks into the three. I think he does, because I just think he was so, like, engaging in every single moment of this season and you know obviously he's a much more established professional than cabral is and and you know yada 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 but i do think you know having him as a touchstone for next season is an incredible asset to this team i mean he is his work rate's brilliant he's defensively smart he's so good in the attack like i just think the galaxy are a much better place with uh, grand Sierra on this team yeah
0: 100 percent. couldn't agree more um yeah. Um, well, that leaves us with Chicharito, um, who would have been in the running for the Golden Boot had he not gotten injured in July. And, uh, you know, the team stepped it up when he wasn't there. But at the same time, it's also why they struggled so much. And, you know, once Chicharito came back, I kind of feel like it, it was hard for them to, to get that, that chemistry right.
1: Yeah, and, and I, I, I do wish, you know, Chicharito had one Comeback Player of the Year because you, you look at his 2020, right? How just injury, just how dejected, how unengaged, how the body language was all wrong, you know, just how like how, how much he looked like he didn't want to be here, right? Like, you know, and, and, and I understand a lot of that was driven by off-the-field stuff that he can't control. I get that. But to hear the way he talked... Especially in those first two games, um, and anyway, if anything, this was the year of the the on field player interview for the Galaxy, because yeah, it was the Miami game or it was the the home opener against the Red Bulls. But he gave this interview to ESPN that was just so like, you know, he he, he admitted he said like, look, I, I just I've gone through so much and I just wanted this to work and I you know all I want to do is just be you know all I want to do is play and like I lost my grandfather. Um, he alluded to his partner and and, and all of that mess that occurred you know he alert alluded to so many other things that he had been going through and he just said like look i just want to prove to la that i can play and he scores 17 goals and i think you and i can agree had he not gone down injured with that hamstring he's probably the golden boot winner this year i I, i'd say um just looking at his scoring rate whatever like you you know when when we get to the simplys i'm going to preview at least one of my my awards is that he is my MVP of the year. Because it's it's not just the um it's not just the 17 goals, the three assists and just the work rate and whatever, but it's his understanding that, you know, his understanding of his role here, right? Like the Galaxy went out and spent a bunch of money to get you. You are the preeminent Mexican striker in the world. There is a different level of expectation coming from you know, coming off the bench at Sevilla or coming off the bench at Bayer, or Bayer Leverkusen or, you know, all that other stuff. You are now the main man. And I think, you know, in 2020, he didn't really feel comfortable with that. And I, I can understand why, considering, I guess, as we alluded to, the off-field stuff. But this year, it just looks like he was so hungry to take that role. And you could tell being out hurt him. You could tell that he wanted to be around this group. And I think, um, I mean, just the work rate, the, the smart runs, and it was... It was interesting because if you if you watch his body language over twenty 2020 twenty versus twenty twenty one, you know when when someone didn't see him make a smart run, you could just see he just like the shoulders would slump, he'd yell and whatever, and then in twenty twenty one, you know when someone didn't see him make the smart run, which he was significantly more mobile this year, um, he just he, it would happen, but it wouldn't happen in a way that was like frustration. It was like ah, oh, come on, we could have done this, you know, like it was like it was it was, this is going to be a weird juxtaposition, but play with me in this space it was like positive frustration you know what i mean like he was just like he, he saw the possibility he was like oh we're almost there you know what i mean like it was it was never like frustration in the sense that like oh, i'm playing with lesser people it was oh man like oh, next time we're gonna get there and i think that really changed the way this team thought about soccer in general um again i, I will highlight what he did as incredibly well which is that he makes incredibly smart runs off the ball Defenders didn't really know how to do it. One thing that he added to his game this year that I think really helped the Galaxy was his inter- his, his link-up play, right? Like, we've always talked about Chicharito as a guy that's a fox in the box, that you need to give him good service. He'll reward you, but you need to do that. A lot of Galaxy goals this year relied on Chicharito diving into the midfield to pull defenders and then hit Cabral and Grand on the wings, and then him turning and running into that space, right? Like, a lot of goals came from that. That's something new. And I think that's something that if Vinny can build on that, that makes this Galaxy attack just unstoppable at times because Cabral is so quick, so smart, so good at skinning a defender one-on-one. You've got Gran We talked about his work rate. We talked about his ability to get into the attack and be a useful outlet. And then you've got Chicharito diving into space to consume defenders and pull them out of the line. And then you've got, you know, whoever they're going to sign in the midfield plus Vasquez and Kleshin, like, that's just, that sounds really good, right? You know, like, that sounds awesome. So I think that's going to be something to look forward to, to next season.
0: Yeah, and, you know, we always maintain our optimism here on the show, but, but for real, it's like, from front to back, the Galaxy, you know, are building their army right now. Like, you have to give and be patient with that process. And I also understand, of course, I, we're Galaxy fans too. We're frustrated. We're screaming in the stands. We're screaming at our TVs. You name it at home as well. Um, you know, obviously, we've got a podcast, right? So we can share, air out all our grievances and also, you know, maintain this this optimism because, um, you know, you, it's not just about potential that you see with the Galaxy. It's it's not just like this unwavering faith that I definitely have uh, in this team, it's, it's that, yeah, that they're, that they're on their way. You know that, that, that the galaxy, of course you want the diggity to be the fortress that it was, you know, uh, you you want the galaxy to maintain their silverware because every, every cup, um, that comes up, you know, the galaxy are competing to, with their history to keep, to keep the silverware that, that they've earned up till now. Um, so I I completely understand all of that, and uh, I I just can't emphasize enough like like Christian's saying. I just really see that that this team is, I mean, you know, just hang in there. We're we're gonna get a cup.
1: Yeah, and, and I do think looking at and and I I did say very early in the season, um, I thought they were going to move on from Chicharito, and and I thought that you know his time in LA was 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 very limited. Looking at this season, I am. I've never been happier to be wrong. (laughs) Um, Like I just think, you know, with with that this forward line, the problem this year with the Galaxy was not the forward line. Like let's be very frank and honest about that. And yeah, we have questions about Cabral, and we have questions about you know how does Yovlish fit into this entire chessboard? As you as you were alluding to earlier, you know, it doesn't seem like a congruous fit. Um, And yeah, they've they've moved on from Kureniak and Zubak and Augie Williams, and and you know, yeah, those that all happened and. You know, now we have an open designated player spot. We don't know where that's going to go. Um, I think they're going to go defensive midfielder. I think they're going to try to replace Jonathan as big as possible. Um, may I suggest Emre Chan from Borussia Dortmund, but that's just me. Um, but I, I do think just looking at his forward line and looking at the upside, right? Like, I mean, we talked about Chicharito and you mentioned it. Well, what happens if he doesn't get injured? You know, like what happens? Well, he wins the Golden Boot. I don't think there's any question about that. And what happens to the Galaxy? You know, what happens if Kevin Cabral gets it, right? Like, what happens if finally someone clicks... It It clicks into his brain that he can score a bunch of goals in this league? You know, what happens if Gran starts, you know, maybe scoring more than three goals? What happens if Jovo Lich plays more consistently? Because obviously, I mean, he came in halfway through the season and, you know, didn't have a lot of time to settle. Um, you know, what happens if, if we continue to trust in Cameron Dunbar and it works out? You know, like, what happens if they go out and buy... I don't know, like, uh, you know, or go out and pick up another young player that has a lot of upside. There's this forward line, like, you know, we talked, we, we whacked, it's funny, because I was thinking about it when when we started our, our, our post-mortem with the defense, and I was thinking to myself, every episode as we go on is going to get more and more positive, right? Like, because the defense was crap. The forward, you know, the midfield was good, but there were structural questions, and also there was a lot of movement that we knew was going to happen. But this forward line, I just look at it, and I'm like, Yes, like, it was good this year, but what if it was better in the sense that, like, not in, like, a I wanted more out of them, but more a sense of I'm looking ahead and saying, I see so many possibilities where it's, like, I feel like almost like Doctor Strange in the Marvel Universe where I'm, like, I can see all these multiverses. Um, But I just see so much where I'm, like, yes, this is going to be good. Like, Chicharito's probably going to score 25 next year because he's going to have a full season. You know, Cabral's probably going to become a 10-goal, 10-assist guy, you know, like, Granier is definitely going to score more than three next year because he's going to have a full season under his belt in a way that he didn't really have this year. And I know he played 34 games, but it, you know, it was his first year in MLS. It was clear that he was still bad again. You know, like Jovlich will have a full season. He's definitely going to score more than two. Like, there is so much here to be positive about that I'm so excited about. It's just a question of can Vanny, as the the orchestra director, so to speak get everyone playing on the same tune.
0: Yeah, and we saw the threats and the attack and and the the shots after shots that they've had, uh, the 60% possession, right? Um, we, we've seen what the Galaxy can do. It, it's just frustrating that they just couldn't get those goals in the back of the net. By the so, way,
1: friendly <laughs> reminder that possession is a meaningless stat. Um,
0: uh, right, of course. Just ask was, RSL uh, how they're
1: doing in the playoffs about possession, and we'll... You know.
0: Don't even get me started on them.
1: Um, I hope they. I hope Portland scores 30 against them today. I
0: hope so, but at the same time, it's just like really Portland.
1: Uh... Just, just quickly, the whole entire David Ochoa being okay with being the villain, the way that he talks at 19 years old, I'm like, at 27, I'm like, kid, I want you to just get your face beat in. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, the, the, the Cup can go to the East Coast this, this
1: season. Um, I, if Portland makes the final, I don't know, considering what's going on with, with Philadelphia and their COVID issues.
0: Oh god! I can't believe I forgot about that. That
1: would make um, that would make NYCFC have to play on a real field, and I, get,
0: uh, I don't know. <laughs> Very good points. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, yes, as Christian and I cannot emphasize enough, thank you. And we have our award show happening next week. Uh, it's called The Simplies in case uh, you're barely listening and you got this far. And you're like, what are they talking about?
1: You guys, um, I cannot believe Michelle let me run with this idea. I am so excited.
0: And he's wearing a suit. I'm wearing I a suit. Oh, it. yeah. I'm, I guess we're going to record it cameras on this time. No I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, but but since Christian's wearing a suit, I'm going to dress up and uh, yes, we we uh, look forward to you joining us.
1: Yeah. If, you, if, if there's any categories you want, obviously we're going to it's going to be like best best defender, best midfielder, best attacker, team MVP, um, goal of the season, uh, save of the season. And then I kind of want to come up with some fun ones. So I'm thinking maybe best red card um, and stuff like that. So if you have any categories, hit us up on Twitter um, and we'll... I'm excited. Like We're going to get theme music for this thing. I'm stoked.
0: Oh, yes. Super stoked. So thank you and stay tuned.
1: See you soon. Thank <laughs> you.